Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm caps lock different. It's facts, nonfiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she try and grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a Henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bad what's up guys welcome back to episode 174 of psychotic and iconic policy along with my co-host nick theories and philly phil thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight if you haven't done so already please go ahead and share it thank you to everybody that likes follows and subscribes to all of our platforms what's up brother what's going on man we back as you can see everybody we rearranged the studio we're trying to make it look fucking fire for you guys shout out to philly phil designs on etsy check them out look at all these logos look at all these sick ass logos official shit beautiful colors everything so uh don't show my wall because i got bum ass daniel jones <laughs> bum ass justin fields desmond ritter i mean he's kind of cheeks but whatever Bryce Young, Kyler Murray, who stinks, been saying it for a long time. The the corny ass 49ers, almost said a non-politically correct word there. That star. Uh, <laughs> I'm struggling over here. The, 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 the designs are amazing. I just I, I, that stars two and oh though. It is, it is, but like that's not my team. Uh, bro, I got the Texans logo staring at me. I got the overrated Chargers and my Super Bowl pick staring at me, <laughs> looking at me in the face. I got Lamar Jackson. Uh, Him. Uh, he's okay. Uh, so I got Mac Jones. I rock with. I got Tannehill. Would you ride him? And I got the I got the disaster Colts and the disaster Broncos. Oh, you do got Russ behind So, you. come on. I got Russ. Yeah, that's... But that's he's way tough. behind me, though. I uh, pause. But yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Let's move on. Right, Let's right. move on, okay? Let's start Sorry. this show. Let's start this show. So we're going to start off this week with some fantasy. Um, I am not going to talk about my game against Broads. Um, was on the phone with the suicide hotline till about three in the morning. Um, it was it was that was a painful loss. Yeah, man, that's that was some brutal shit. It's okay though. It uh, is okay. You just got to move on, man. I know it's like tough sledding, and zero and two does sting. But you have a good team, though. You're constructed properly. I think you'll be all right. Yeah, I'm not. If you score 120 a week, if you score 120 a week, mathematics say you're going to be you're going to be in almost every single game and on the good on the good side. Yeah, and luckily, I play bum ass Ant, so <laughs> it's like oh, I just I mean? whacked his ass. Yeah, I had, yeah. I, I, I had to. Sorry, Ant. Yeah. But you I, FHA and S I had to do the intro on Ant. Yeah, I, I'm caps lock different. That's that what was, it was. Not fiction. That's all you know, it, was. it was. Yeah, it was no disrespect. It's just. I had to arrive differently after week one. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a, that's the bottom line. <laughs> All right. Give me your fantasy freak of the week. Puka Nakua. 15 catches on 20 targets. He's a fifth round pick. This guy is a beast. He's awesome. He ain't going nowhere when Cooper Cup comes back. That's a fact. And if anything, the Rams, man, I was wrong about them. 
I was so damn wrong because I didn't see a guy like this stepping up for him. But man, twenty this is targets, a three or four win team. <laughs> this is I thought it was just a three or four win team. This team looks pretty good. They, they look do. like they. I mean, look, they hung in with the Niners. So, look, credit to him. He's been awesome, man. Twenty targets. We. What are you going to say? That's like three players in fantasy in one. I know. It's unbelievable. I knew you were going to say him. I was going to say him too because that was the easy one. But I'm going with Kirk Cousins. 31 of 44, 364 yards, four touchdowns. Mm. He had 37 points. He balled out against the birds too. Kirk Cousins Cousins was awesome. Yeah. He he really was. was. He was. I mean, he was – Look, I know he had a fumble and he lost it, but he was pretty lights out. Like he tore he tore him up. Yeah, but look. I mean, look. Everybody says, oh, yeah, he fumbled and shit. But if you actually watch the play – what 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 was he supposed to do? Correct. He got blindsided in, in in the back, and it's like, all right, well, I didn't see him coming. And it, literally, the guy was there. Josh Sweat was there within milliseconds. He, he was there within the split of the snap, so he couldn't do nothing with that. So that's why I didn't really hold him against him. No, you can't. Who's your geek of the week? Oh my god, can we stop talking about this guy too? Kyle Pitts. This oh. guy is. Super ass, all right? Like, let's say it. This guy's supposed to be a transcendent tight end. He was supposed to be the next Gronk, the next Antonio Gates, the next blah, 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 the next Kelsey. He ain't shit, yo. What has he done? Like, he he is literally not productive. He had five targets, two catches, and 15 yards. Mind you, in week one, he had three targets, two catches for 44 yards. So you're telling me a transcendent tight end has five catches, for 59 yards. Oh, I'm sorry, four catches for 59 yards. That I, Somebody has to explain this to me. You want to know the truth about Kyle Pitts? He's a waiver wire tight end. He's a waiver wire tight end. He really Absolutely. Is. He's I, a I waiver wire tight end. I don't disagree with he that. He doesn't need to be rostered. I know. I know. And what's crazy is I actually kind of liked him this year in fantasy, weirdly, because I felt like, you know, Atlanta kind of upgraded their offense. And I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's going to get, you know, the, the target share along with Drake London. I thought, you know, Ritter would be a little bit better. Ritter is some shit. <laughs> so, it's a, you know what I mean? So, like, it's just a bad combination, man. But, um, yeah, I'd be concerned if I was a Kyle Pitts owner, dude. He's really bad. Yeah, he's – we're in a 14-team league, and he's a waiver wire player. He sh- he's not draftable in 10 or 12-team leagues. I probably would start um, Luke Musgrave over him. 100% because yeah. Jordan Love – Jordan Love looks like he can play. He's a baller. He really is. Um, my geek of the week was Brees Hall. Mm. Four carries for nine yards. Yeah. Two targets, no receptions. Mm-hmm. I know Dallas's defense is good, but bro. They're damn good, bro. Four carries for nine yards. Mm-hmm. Well, it was game script too. The way the the way Dallas was playing defense, they got a they got ahead. You know, pretty, but the game was close early. in the beginning. It was, but then the guy, the, the game got away from him after the turnover. But in the first they half, catch up. I, I, I'm just saying, like in the first half, uh, you get four carries. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall is supposed to be elite. Yeah, I know. It's 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 cr- fantasy's been weird this year. I'll be honest with you, man. Like even like the the past stars, Dalvin Cooks of the world, they're washed. He I was mean, a geek too. Dalvin Cook is washed. Yeah, he's it's that signing to me was just a veteran presence. It's I don't even know. Like my, you know what's the weirdest thing about the Dalvin Cook signing? Dalvin Cook was holding out to get money, like the best situation yeah, and yeah. money. And it's like, why? I don't know. Well, I mean, look, I get it. You want to get paid, but you're not worth shit. Well, at that point, he's selling his name more yeah, than correct. more than more than what he can produce. I'd rather so. have Kenneth Gainwell. Well, I mean. I don't know. I would take Kenny Gainwell over Davin Cook, bro. Davin Cook does look terrible. 
We talked about this after week one. I said every looked, time he has looked really bad. Every time Dalvin Cook got on the field, I'm like, yo, get him off the field and put Brees Hall in. Mm-hmm. I mean, now look, I know Brees Hall did bad last week, but I'm just saying it's. But Brees is going to be the guy in the middle of the season, though. Like he's going to. It's not gonna, even a. It's not even a question. He's taking over that backfield it's at not some point in time. I don't know when that's going to be, but I would say probably towards week six. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as he gets starting, you know to get healthy probably like mid-october i think he's going to take over that backfield where he's going to get 20 touches a game 100 because it's like i said dalvin cook is just he's just he's washed up now look it is what it is cook ain't going to go anywhere like cook's going to get probably five to eight touches a game like i think he's still going to be you know there but Brees hall is going to take over his backfield in fantasy and that's 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 how i say it speaking of washed up um i considered retirement from psychotic and iconic after I watched the Bears and Buccaneers game. I think the worst take I've had on this show in two and a half years was that I would take Justin Fields over Derek Carr because I was betting on his athleticism. The more I watch Justin Fields, the more convinced I am that he's going to be the most athletic T-Mobile worker of all time. (laughs) He is an embarrassment. Yeah. He's an embarrassment. I want to read off some stats. Justin Fields has started 27 games so far in the NFL. He's 5-22. and 22. The Bears are on a 12-game losing streak. He's been sacked 101 times, and that's not because his O-line is trash. It's because he's holding on to the ball too long. Mm-hmm. They were saying about a stat where he has four seconds to throw the ball. Yeah. It's, it's just he's a joke. His completion percentage is less than 60%. He's thrown 26 touchdowns to 24 interceptions. He's fumbled 31 times and lost eight of them, and he's averaging 156 yards per game. What what else needs to be said about Justin Fields? They're dra- the Bears will be drafting a quarterback next year because they're going to have two top 10 picks with the Panthers first rounder. You going to talk? Yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I thought you were still going. I, I was intrigued uh, no, by no, what no. you were saying. I was yeah. I was buying into this. I'm like, yeah, this is this is great. This is exactly what I thought we were going to talk about this season. I knew this was going to happen with Justin Fields. There was no proof of him sitting in the pocket and delivering the football. And then now he gets a, a wide receiver one and you expect it to happen. Okay. Well, first off, he's got to be able to see the play opening up. He's got to be able to read the defense. If he's unable to do that, your wide receiver means nothing. It, he doesn't mean anything. So for me, it's like, I, I'm not surprised by this whole Justin Fields shit, man. I'm just, I'm just really, really not. It, this is, this is the regular shit that you're going to get from him. He's, he's, he's not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. And I told you guys last week, I would take Mac Jones over Justin Fields. I don't mince my words. I don't give a fuck what you guys got to say. I don't care what the media has got to say. Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Absolutely. He's more accurate. He knows how to read a defense. He's decisive with his with his uh, decision-making. He doesn't make turnovers. Like, he is a way better quarterback than, 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 than Justin Fields. And I, I just... I never saw the hype with Fields, and I, I just I don't get it. Like I know he's athletic, I know he can make all the ESPN plays, but that's what he plays for. Like that's what he, that's what he is. See, he's a he's a highlight real quarterback because Justin Fields can go fifty yards and he can go, and he can run a touchdown. Like that's what his that's his capabilities. But it's just he has a flashy game, whereas Mac Jones doesn't, and that's why Mac Jones doesn't get the proper respect. We talked about this, and we were saying, you know, with the Bears playing the Buccaneers, like how funny would – and you were saying, like, he needs to win this game. For all the shit that Baker Mayfield gets uh, just w- over his last two years of his career, or even three, because when you go back to mm-hmm. – uh, like with the Browns and stuff, because I know last year was a disaster. Yeah. And the Rams was a little bit better. 
but you put up 17 points and lose by 10 points to Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. Buc a Baker Mayfield who everybody has written off, aside from me and I don't know who else, that everybody just thinks Baker Mayfield is terrible. Baker Mayfield's been playing okay. He's been playing damn good. Hey, Philly Phil, I sent you a, an image, and I need you to pull this up. And this is what Powder was talking about. Pauls, I'm sorry. Excuse me. For what? This Justin is what you were Fields? talking about, about the 101 sacks, and not all of them are his fault. I mean, are, are, not all of them are the offensive line's fault. No, they're not. And Wait, you make a great you, point. So I, I sent it to the live show. So it's in a live show. Just give, just bear with us, audience. Oh yeah. This is this is a clip right here. This is this is a, a still image of a play that resulted in a sack, a sack. Now look at this. This guy's wide open. And Nick, you know what the worst part about this is? I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm He's sorry. looking right at him. And Nick, that's number one. And number two, if you look at the high safety, his body's already opened up to the right side of the field. Correct. So he doesn't even have to throw a dart there. He All he has have to, to do is lob that up. Me, you, and Phil could have completed that. He has the linebacker creeping there. And the and so I understand. But you could throw that right over him. You could oh, throw. He's, he's you, on the five. You could throw it right over him. But what I would do is you got to shuffle your feet to open up that window to create the opportunity there. But if you stand still and allow the, the pocket to collapse, that's your fault. You have a window of opportunity to slide over to the pocket, create a window, and dart it in there because the, that corner is committed to the outside wide receiver. Yeah. He's not committed to the slot. This guy is roaming free. So the only the only person that's blocking his play is the the linebacker and Justin Fields and Justin Fields <laughs> and also a, a, I, I, he just I, he just he's not a good quarterback, man. Yeah, it's that's just really that's it. just the bottom line. And I can't believe that play resulted in a sack. Like that's bad for your team. You're you're in the red zone, and not for nothing. You don't think that Eberflus and those guys, and, and those coaches are showing that in the film room? Absolutely, that's embarrassing. And they should be roasting him for that. That's what I'm saying. That's embarrassing. You're a professional quarterback, and you got sacked on that play. I would blow that image up and put it in front of his locker. He missed dinner for this. Yeah, he missed it. And I told you from that moment. <laughs> I told you from that moment when he said, "I can't go to dinner with my family because I have to study my playbook." That's what I'm saying. I would hate to see how bad he looks if he did, if he went to dinner and didn't study that night. Mm -hmm. So it looks like so far my prediction's coming true with Justin Fields. I think the Bears are moving on next well, year. It's not even a question. And I said that a year ago. I said, you know, if Justin Fields shits the bed next year, the Bears are going to be moving on soon. Listen, look, dude. I, 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 I swear by that. I, I, I just – he's just not it, man. And the Bears, you know, you did all that in free agency. I read, there was a lot of buzz, a lot of hype, a lot of training camp buzz. Nick. Oh, my God, there's so much energy around this team. And you guys are 0-2. Like, and you're not even, like, 0-2. You're getting your ass whooped. Nick, I don't see them winning a game until – a game. there's not a game on their schedule that they can win until November 9th. Listen to this. I was checking this out earlier. They play the Chiefs this week. Then they play the Broncos. Uh, now, look, I know the Broncos are some ass, too, but Sean Payton, it's a coaching mismatch. Yeah, I agree. Russell Wilson should win that game, even though Russell Wilson blows. Totally agree. Then you got the Commanders. Their defense is good. Yep. Sam Howell looks all right. Yep. Then you got the Vikings. I know the Vikings don't look good right now, but Hope the Vikings are better than the Bears. Yes. Then they got the Raiders, better than expected. And I got news for you. Whether it's Jimmy G or Aiden O'Connell, both of them look better than Fair. Justin Fields as a quarterback. And you still got Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and Josh Jacobs. Yep. Then you have the Chargers. Then you have the Saints. Then you have the Panthers. That game is winnable. Then it's the Lions, the Vikings again, the Lions, the Browns, the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers. This has 2-15 and 15 written all over it. It has Caleb Williams written all over it, too. But you know, what's, you know what's the sick part is, like, 
every GM out there that is a bottom five team this year, and you have a top five pick, and the and Justin Fields is being dangled in your face like a carrot. Please do not bite. No, he's a back. Do not trade your number one pick, your first round pick, to go get Justin Fields. Do not do that. What you see in Chicago is what you're going to continue to see, regardless of anywhere he's at. He's just an athlete. He's 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 just not good in the pocket, and he hasn't been in his in his career. The, the stats that he rattled off earlier says everything that I need to know. He has zero 300 yard passing games. C.J. Stroud played two games and has more 300 yards passing games than Justin Fields. That's so embarrassing. In two games, Justin Fields played 27 games and doesn't have a 300-yard game. But a rookie on the Texans, by the way, had a 300-yard game. Hey, not for nothing. On the, on the Texans. I don't want to hear, oh, well, he's on, the, he, he's on the shitty Bears. They haven't been good, blah, blah, blah. Stop it. Stop the nonsense. I'm sorry. DJ Moore is a thousand yard wide receiver. You're you're playing, you're playing with you got a rookie with a defensive head coach throwing to Robert Woods and Tank Dell. Right. Right. If you put Justin Fields on the Texans, they're worse. And Damian Pierce, who's literally not even running the ball. Yeah, he's non-existent. He's literally non-existent. Which and, it's and, a little and, odd. And you know what? Nico Collins is looking pretty good. I forgot about Nico. Nico Collins is pretty good. He's looking pretty good. He's a big wide receiver. Yeah. But he's throwing him the ball. He's getting yeah. open. He's doing something right. He's playing quarterback. He's doing something right where he's getting his players the football. For real, for real. Like DJ Moore, what's he doing? Look, I think he had like 16 points last week. But it, for fantasy purposes, that's good. But they're not they're not impactful. What they're not did it impactful do for you? stats. What right. did it do for what you? Did, nothing. If DJ Moore has 95 yards and Justin Fields throw, throws for 155, that's a problem. I, I'm just I we it's well documented. I have never been a fan of this guy. <laughs> yeah. I have it, man. I just I just and know like what's even crazier is I said this when we were talking about this, when we were talking about our MVP picks. Last year, Zach Wilson was the most most bet MVP of the offseason. Mm -hmm. And look how that turned out. Yeah. And I referenced that with Justin Fields when they were saying that he was being the most bet MVP this year. And I'm saying I'm like, it's Zach Wilson 2.0. Who is that idiot that compared Jalen Hurts to Justin Fields? Oh, James Jones. Oh, I my actually, God. Oh, my God. I actually got to go see if there was anything about that, if anything was mentioned on that uh, on Twitter today. I want to see that because – Did he get fired? Speak, no, no. He should. He should, right? That's a fireable offense. That's You're a right. fireable offense. But And he was saying he has more arm talent. Oh. It's disrespectful to compare Jalen Hurts to Justin Fields because look who Jalen Hurts is throwing to. On Jalen Hurts' worst day. Justin Fields isn't even in the same is isn't in the same stadium. It's not even close. Um, I want to uh, what you call. We were just talking about Zach Wilson. Aaron Rodgers mentioned the, tra the transition king. What the transition king? Come on, fam. That's what you are, bro. You pod <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Aaron Rodgers said that he could return mid January. Um, he was saying mm -hmm. that Pat McAfee. Um, he was saying that he could return in mid January because they did an innovative surgery where they bridged the Achilles. That could have them back, and that could have him back in uh, in time for the playoffs. What's your thoughts on that? No shot, no shot. Cam Akers came back in five months. No shot, not in football shape. You're not into the game. Like you got to be playing quarterback, and not for nothing. If the Jets, if the Jets make it that far, which they're not going to make it that far, why would you turn your cheek to the quarterback that got you that far? Damn.
You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Now, that was my first thing that I was going to say. If the Jets are playing in January, you can't at that point bench Zach Wilson. Correct. It wouldn't, it doesn't make any sense for what you invested in him, number one. And number two, his his confidence would be at an all-time high if he got that team to the playoffs in a loaded AFC. Yeah. So it doesn't really make any sense, but Zach Wilson's not the answer. Mm -hmm. And now look, he looked I think he looked worse than he actually is because he was playing the Dallas defense. But Zach Wilson is going to be a backup next year to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no doubt about it. And no, that, no that's doubt. just the bottom line. He just doesn't have it. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a good idea if he wants to return on mid-January, though. I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, I guess it would all depend. I don't know. He, they said he did an innovative surgery. Unless, love- unless he wasn't, like, if he comes back in mid-January, he's not going to start. Maybe he comes back to the team and he's a backup. For the rest of the season, just in case they need him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't. But I then again, it was like, odd. but then again, why would you risk that? Would you risk that? I would just go get healthy for the rest of the season, and I, I guarantee you that's what happens. This ain't going to happen. No. Well, here's the thing: the 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 um the Jets aren't going to be playing in January. I know it's just so arrogant to say that because like it's just like oh yeah, I can return mid January, like expecting like them to go that far. Like no, that's belief in this team. You didn't find it arrogant when Adam Thielen said they're going to the Super Bowl. No, I, I didn't Speak find it. Eric. No, I I understand that. But what I'm saying is, like, realistically, like, you want to return in mid-January. But what are you returning for? You're returning to play quarterback for this team? Like, are you really going to take the moment away from Zach Wilson? There's some arrogance there to that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, I'm way better. There. I'm better than Zach Wilson, regardless of a blown Achilles. Like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Well, I would take Aaron Rodgers on a blown Achilles before I would take Zach Wilson right now. But not if Zach Wilson got you to January. I agree. No, I agree. So that, I agree. At, at that point, I'm projecting him to play pretty well if they're playing in mid-January. So at that point, I'm not doing that, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. there is some, there's yeah, some no, arrogance I agree. There. Yeah, no, no, I, I do agree there. I just It was just a weird comment because it was like, I don't even think he believes the Jets are going to be playing in mid-January. Like, I know they beat the Bills, but Josh Allen was terrible. It was one of those games. Yeah. It was just one of those games. And that was evident by what Josh Allen did against the Raiders. Yeah. Even though the Raiders' defense is far less is far less talented than the Jets. I'm happy you got the experience to go to Josh Allen, though, because you have him on your fantasy team. And I was like, man, I hope he does him well. I will say this. If one not, thing- if not, if, if you want to trade him, bro, I'm always I'm always open, you know? Nah. My, ship, my ship's getting ready to turn around. <laughs> Huh? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was a major ball. Now, <laughs> I want to talk about a team that will be playing in January and in February. Mm. So the Eagles escaped the Vikings 34-28. Um, the big storyline was that Hurts and A.J. Brown got into a spat on the sideline. Do you think it's something or nothing? Because I don't think it's anything, to be honest. I he's the go- Jalen Hurts is the godfather to A.J. Brown's kid. Like, they're the best of friends, dude. That would be like... That's like me and you arguing on here and people thinking that when when it's over, we we sit on the couch and argue. So why do we make a big deal about Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs? Because Josh Allen, was, it, it looked worse. Josh Allen was sitting down and Stefan Diggs was actually screaming at him. Right. But A.J. Brown was kind of, pre- he was pretty pissed off to the point where Sirianni had to kind of step in and be kind of like separate the guys but, a little bit and to a also, degree. also the relationship matters. Sure it does. But how do you know that Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen aren't best friends? But, but A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts are like family, dude. How do you know that Josh Allen don't view him as family and vice versa? I'm just saying, I'm looking at the optics here. I'm just trying to be fair. No, no, no. I, I'm with you. I I'm mean, just trying I, to be fair. I'm not trying to be like I mean, I think this an is asshole. You, I think this is you grasping at straws. Could be. 
It could be, but, but but to me, like I feel like when I look at Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, I think their relationship's awesome. They have like an awesome handshake together. They they hang out in the off season. They do all that all that fun shit. Like I, I don't see any any animosity towards there. I think people blown overblown that story because the bills were a hot topic especially with the mar hamlin thing well all the shit and, carried into the summer yeah, absolutely but yeah true absolutely all that stuff like, i think here's the thing if they never had the beef in the summer with stefan diggs never reporting and they were always talking about it i don't think it would have been as big as it got coming into this year yeah but why didn't he report though was it did it ever come out he could have just you know take a family leave he could have been on vacation like that does happen because brady didn't come to camp for a couple here's the thing though sean mcdermott went in his presser and said he has no idea why stefan diggs is in here oh that that doesn't spell too well when aj brown was leaving the field the other night he patted his chest and was like my bad and and waved to the fans he took ownership right away yeah no i I, well i actually didn't see that part what the aj brown the ownership yeah. part i didn't know aj that. brown was running into the tunnel and he just like patted his chest and put his arm up. yeah see i didn't know that but to me but it's aj like, brown and and uh and jalen hurts did this last season i know but it's to me it's like it's not needed bro like you're, i agree you're i up, agree they were up by like what 11 at that point i don't honestly dude i don't even know they were up um 24 it was 27 to 7. they were up by 20 points or no i'm sorry it was 27 to 14. they were up by 13. like yo you're up by 13 points like you're not you're not on you're not the 14 point score on on a uh, team score you're winning the game by 13 points yeah like to me like it would it just wasn't needed if you if you had like something that you want to go over sit down and be like yo man I, I i think i'm open here can you just hit me here i think we can make this happen blah 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 but like you don't have to get pissed off it's because you didn't get targets i mean like i understand like you want the ball but like when your team's winning it, to me it's just not needed because at that point you're just doing your part and your team's doing the, you know as a collective to win the football game regardless yeah or whatever like AJ Brown's going to put up his stats regardless of the season it's just that game it didn't go his way in terms of the game script and that's okay but my point is you're up 13 points so it's like what am i complaining for we're winning yeah isn't that the point of the game no i totally agree on that and and it, it's i don't want i don't think AJ Brown's a diva and i don't want him to turn into know. that but that you who know, knows? It, it, who knows? We will see. Because here's the thing. Here's the flip side of it. Could it be diva stuff where he's getting jealous that Devontae Smith I, I is could, balling like that? Could be. It could be. Because Devontae well could Smith be. right now is the one. He's looking like it. Like, he's looking like the real Batman. He is. Yeah. And I know last year that was a joke, a running joke. But sometimes when there's egos involved and your uh, ego's uh, fragile, yeah, that can lead to problems. Now, I don't think it will lead to that. I don't think so either. I'm, ju- I'm just saying when you look at when you're looking at it from all angles, I hope that's not the case. But right now, I mean, Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith looks he's been awesome. He looks like one A. Yeah. To so, one I, I don't know. I just I'm going to say nothing for now. But to me, you just that's not needed. I'm saying I'm saying nothing too. obviously. Are you encouraged or discouraged by the state of the Eagles overall? I want, do you want me? I'll be honest with you. I'll be, I'm kind of discouraged. I know they're two and no, which is great. Like you're struggling and you're two and no. So like everything in life is good. But when you actually like, if you're, if you're going to play the chiefs, if you're going to play like a top tier team, like you got to be ready, you know, you, yeah. you can't make these mistakes that the Eagles are making. And um, I just, their offense to me just looks like it's sputtering. At moments, it doesn't look like Jalen Hurts has that same burst as he had last year. I don't know. Is it me? Or does he not not, not have enough space, enough time? Um, I, I don't know. He just he looks off to me. And Devontae Smith looks great. Dallas Goddard, I don't know what his usage is. Um, Slim two, to none. Two-yard slant passes. 
He's he's a guy that you can put him on a post route and he's going to dominate the linebacker because of his height and his athletic ability. So they're missing, they're just misusing Dallas Goddard all, you know, all in general. And AJ Brown, he's going to get his. So to me, DeAndre Swift, he was the bright spot in this game. And it, to me, it, 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 without him, I don't think they would have won this game. <laughs> Agreed. No, I totally Quickly. agree. I'm actually encouraged by the Eagles hmm. because we're 2-0. and We haven't played our best game. And it's like, to me, I feel like it's gotten with the Eagles. They have exceeded so many expectations, and they're so good that now, unless they play a perfect game and win, everybody's looking to pinpoint and nitpick at little shit. That's how I feel. I don't think it's... And not for nothing, with these wins that they're getting, these are good wins to get in the beginning of the season. Oh, absolutely. Getting through adversity, going through mishaps, things like that. It'll come together. You got to remember, there's a new offensive coordinator. Right. And as far as the defense getting banged up, I, we were missing Dr James Bradbury last week. Right. James Bradbury is a top 10 corner. So it's like, you know what I mean? You just And we were missing Reed Blanket shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? You just take it with it. But I, that's how I feel. I feel like the Eagles have had so much so much success recently that they're just in the state now where unless they, they dominate the game, people are just going to be nitpicking. Well, rightfully so, though. I mean, you're you're projected to win the Super Bowl. Like, that comes with the expectations. It of comes the with the territory. Yeah, absolutely. Like, all right, the Patriots. The Patriots game. Like, now that we saw the Patriots play against the Dolphins, you could say that's a respectful win. Because I think the Patriots played damn good against the Dolphins. Um, and then the Vikings to me, you know, I think like, I think they could have won by more than six. Oh yeah. They yeah, definitely yeah. let the Vikings hang in the game. Um, but also like that fumble changed the whole, you know, dynamic of that game. Same thing. Honestly, with, with, uh, Justin Jefferson fumbling and it was, a, he was ruled touchback. Those are the moments where you could look back and be like, damn, like if he would have, if he would have scored, the Vikings may have won this game. Think about this. So I'm like, that's where I'm like discouraged. Cause it's like a Vikings coming to Philly. We should dominate them. Agreed. And we did for the most part. We dominated them the entire game, but it wasn't to the point where it reflected on the scoreboard. And that's what's discouraging. And you know how you were talking about momentum? That reminds me of what happened Sunday night, Dallas Giants. Giants went right down the field, mm. had that fumble, and it was over from there. It was curtains. And they never, they never recovered. They didn't even recover against the Cardinals until the second half. It was curtains after that. Um, yep. Speaking of curtains, we're going we're gonna to go through about four teams here. That are 0 and 2. <laughs> the first team, oh, this is amazing. The Broncos are 0 and 2. The Patriots are 0 and 2. The Bengals are 0 and 2. And the Chargers. Which team out of those four do you think has the best to turn it around? I'm going to go with the Chargers because I just think that they have way too much talent. And I was way off the Bengals in general this year. Yep. And they, I think it's going to take some time for them to click because they are way off Who? the Bengals. We're going to get there. They're way off. So the Patriots, I their schedule is very brutal. So I don't expect them to to you know result in wins. And the Broncos are just they're, they're ass, bro. So like to me, it's the Chargers. I'm actually with you on that. And here's the thing with the Bengals, Joe Burrow hurt his calf again. Yeah. It's you know what's crazy? Everybody was making fun of Jamar Chase for telling Joe Burrow to sit out four or five weeks. Now, look, the season may have been over by then. Because if you're 0 and 4 or 1 and 3, but at this point, it kind of looks like Jamar Chase was right on the money. Could have been, yeah. Because there's no way Joe Burrow is as bad as he's played the last two weeks. He looks like he looks lost. Shit. And now here's the thing Joe Burrow was 1 and 7 in the first two games of the season in his career. 
So yeah, but, he starts slow, but this isn't – what's going on with Joe Burrow isn't starting slow. No, no, no. This is beyond starting slow. Joe Burrow and even Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase looks like a, a regular-ass wide receiver, and he's a stud. He's a top-five wide receiver. I mean, look, Baker Mayfield's playing better than Joe Burrow. That's a fact. It is. It's a fact. Mac a Jones. concerning fact. Mac Jones is playing better than, than Joe Burrow. That's a fact. One quarterback that's not playing better than Joe Burrow is Russell Wilson. And probably Fields. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson blew a twenty-one to three lead to Sam Howell. Now twenty-one. Can you? Do, he didn't do anything for him. Yeah, he didn't do shit. Man, this this made me so happy. You know who also makes me happy for Eric Bieniemy. It makes me happy for myself because I said Sam Howell was going to be really good, and I'm, I just love this. I just love to watch <laughs> Russell Wilson and Sean Payton suffer together. Just watching those you, two you hate blow them. that lead. You hate them so much. I've always, I've never liked Sean Payton because I think he's smug. I don't like his antics. I don't like what Sean Payton's about. And I think Sean Payton is mad overrated. Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy have the same resume. And only Mike McCarthy gets shit talked about him. Sean right. Payton is glorified. They both have one Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. One Super Bowl appearance. And not for nothing, Aaron Rodgers had two MVPs with Mike McCarthy. How many Drew Brees got? So let's speak on it. Sean Payton's overrated. I in don't fairness, like in fairness, Breeze should have won a couple MVPs. He should have. That, yeah, but that's a different crazy. argument. He's I don't crazy. know how he he never won one, but that's a different discussion. Popularity contest, and plus the the record speaks for itself too. Yeah, and then the other, and then so that was my Sean Payton beef, and then old Russ, old Russ. Oh my God! Do you still think there's? Do you still think they could be a sneaky team? I, I never thought that. I was asking you. Oh, you wanted me to speak on it. I wanted you to speak on my it. Bit, yeah, my yeah. bad. Don't, don't ever put me in the conversation <laughs> with the Broncos, bro. I was way off then. They will not be a sneaky team this year. They will not be relevant. The Broncos stink. They stink. Russell Wilson stinks. And that's just the bottom line. It's over for him. And I said this. I don't know if I said it at the end of last season. I think I did. Or if it when we were talking about it in the summer, when we were going over that, when you wanted me to speak on it. Russell Wilson legacy needs to be careful because he's going to play himself out of a Hall of Fame spot. He is. Because his reputation took such a nosedive, and now you're seeing Pete Carroll, who just went into the Lions home opener at uh, the Lions home opener and beat and beat one of the best teams in the NFC. Mm -hmm. Without their without two offensive linemen. Yeah. And he's letting Geno cook. Russell Wilson it has just fallen off a cliff beyond belief. You know what? We're going to have in week four, we're going to know a lot about Justin Fields and Russell Wilson because they play against each other. The battle of the buttest. It's in Chicago. And look, life don't get any easier for, for the Broncos. They play the Dolphins next week in Miami at one o'clock. It's going to be hot as fuck there. All the, right. The, the Broncos, they their schedule gets tough at the end of the year. Look at the Broncos schedule. We could go over it real fast because if these were the games in the beginning of the season that people were banking on them winning and they're just not because they're also, not that good. They have a washed up quarterback. Yeah. And so they play the dolphins. Then they play the bears, the jets. That's the Jets Super Bowl with Nathaniel Hackett, albeit Zach Wilson. That's true. That's a great point. I actually forgot. About but you don't think that Robert Saleh after what Sean Payton said, is it going to have that team ready to play at Denver? The Jets are winning that game. Then they play the chiefs. Then they play the Packers. Then they play the Chiefs. Then they play the Bills. Then it's the Vikings, the Browns, the Texans, the Chargers, the Lions, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Raiders. 
And th- that Texans game ain't going to be easy for them either because I think the Broncos are just in the same category. And they got a glorified quarterback that's washed up and they have a glorified head coach that has a one shit in forever. And D'Amico Ryans knows the Broncos. He was the defensive Absolutely. coordinator for the 49ers. Yep. He played them twice a year for the last few years. And then the Raiders game, the last game of the season, I mean, we don't have any proof they could beat the Raiders. The Raiders beat them week one. The Raiders are better. They are better. And Jimmy G is better than Russell Wilson right now. And there's nothing anybody could say to me. I don't care what stat you bring up. I don't care what analytic you see. Jimmy G is better than Russell Wilson right now today. And Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. I would take Baker Mayfield over Russell Wilson. Me too. Baker Mayfield's on. You see Baker Mayfield on the sideline pumping up his teammates. Excuse me. (coughs) Pumping up his teammates. You see Baker Mayfield diving for first downs, talking shit. You see Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield actually looks like he's in command of the offense. Yeah. Baker Mayfield looks how he did in Cleveland. He looks comfortable. He does. And Baker Mayfield doesn't have his doesn't have the starting center. Right. He lost him for the year. Yep. It's hard to overcome that. It That's an important position. You saw what happened to Tom Brady last yeah, year. It's tough. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. But Baker Mayfield's playing well. He's playing. He's and playing right now, well enough to win go two and oh. And right now, present day, Baker Mayfield's better than Russell Wilson. Yeah. I would take Baker Mayfield moving forward before I would take Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is Sean Payton said it. Too worried about his image. He doesn't want to run. It, it, it is what it is with him, man. He's had he's had a better start this year than he had last year, though. I will say that about Russell Wilson. But it's there's no like like the he, moxie's like, gone. Like he threw for 308 yards, three touchdowns, and stuff like that. But one of the touchdowns was like a 50 yard Hail Mary. So that doesn't like, even count. That's right, I don't even count that, bro. Right, he threw for right. 250 and two touchdowns. Right. But what's and concerning what's concerning about me was his completion percentage, like 56%. That's Justin Fields. Like that's that's middle of the packets, bottom 10 quarterback play. He is. He's absolutely a bottom 10 quarterback. And we're going to talk about a quarterback right now that I would take over Russell Wilson. I want you to rank Mac Jones for me. Because for all of Mac Jones' flaws and all the shit we laughed at last year where I said Mac Jones is mids and all that, and I do think he's a mid-level quarterback. But you can see substantial improvement mm. with a legitimate offensive coordinator. Yeah. It, it, you can. You, you, you just see it. Where would, I rack, where would I rank Mac Jones? I probably have him... 17? I was going to say... 18 range? I said 15 to 18. That's respectful. I think 15 is a little bit too high. I think... It, but it, that narrative can change. Because if he plays well and the Patriots lose, look at his weapons. Bro, I was just going to say that. But Mac Jones has been playing well. He's been playing despite, well. Despite lack of... Like, his best skill player is Ramondre Stevenson. And Ramondre Stevenson's a dog. I'm and, not saying like Kendrick that. And Kendrick Bourne is probably his best wide receiver. Bro, put Mac Jones on the Dolphins. Put Mac Jones on the Bengals. Put Mac Jones where he should be with the 49ers if they listen to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. If you put Ooh. Mac Jones on the 49ers, I guarantee you the Mac, that um, the, the 49ers Purdy, would be the same yeah. exact way as they are with Brock Purdy and probably a little bit better because I think Mac Jones is better than Brock Purdy. Well, here's the thing. That's hard to judge, so I'll, I'll it's take very that hard. back. It's, it's hard to judge because Brock Purdy is balling out. He looks good. He looks I, really I, good. Will, I will – but he's in the same tier. Let's say that. I would say that. Yeah, that's fair. The 15 range. Yeah, that's... that's but well, Brock Purdy right now is probably probably going to be ahead of him because of the success that he's seeing. But by the same token, dude, put Mac Jones on there with those weapons and Kyle Shanahan. I Mac, guarantee you Mac Jones ain't looking like that. Mac Jones is looking awesome, man. Like, he he really is. I, I, I Like I said, I probably have him in the, in the 17, 18 mark. And I, I, I don't I don't think that's, that's, that's a low. I think it's pretty respectful. I think he would be a top... I, he would be a top 12 quarterback 
and this is crazy to say this, I don't care. He would be a top 12 quarterback if he had a wide receiver one. And I I, I believe that. That's what I'm saying. Because he could throw to the tight end. He can get his, his, his running backs involved. He can get his other wide receivers involved. Like him not having a wide receiver one is kind of teaching him to kind of like go through his go through his progressions a little bit, a little bit more, because now he's able to see the entire field where he's not keen on one guy. Now he could look off on on other wide receivers because he doesn't have the the Andre Hopkins, AJ Brown commanding the football type of characters on the outside. You know what I mean? Like those guys, those those top wide receivers, like that just want the ball all the time and they're going to bark in your ear, make sure you get them football. He doesn't have that situation with new England. So I think he's able to progress a lot faster than other quarterbacks because he's able to go through his progressions naturally as a quarterback. So for me, like, I think if now that he's able to get this experience with no wide receiver, if you gave him a wide receiver one, I think he would be a lot better suited than just a regular quarterback who just was gifted a wide receiver one off the rip. Absolutely. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Because he has like, he would be able to look off the wide receiver one to go for the wide receiver two and find the open man. The, the end of the game is to win the football game. That's why Tom Brady was so successful. He didn't care who got, who got what he, he, he never went to a game. And was like, Oh, you're going to get nine catches. You're going to get eight catches. He always went with the guy who was open. And that's what Mac Jones is doing. He's doing a fantastic job. He's, you know, he's playing mistake free football. I know we had two picks, but Look, I mean, look, he's going to make his mistakes, but at the same time, he's playing really good damn football. 547 passing yards against, in my opinion, two good opponents in the Eagles and the Dolphins. You can argue that they're two Super Bowl contenders, and he lost by five to the Eagles, and they lost by seven to the Dolphins. Those and are he, respectful losses. <clears throat> he fought back in both of those games. Those are respectful losses, They bro. were down in both they of those down. games big, and he fought back. 20, fought it back. was 17-3 and 16 nothing. Yeah. Um, Mike, he's just gotten better. He's yeah. just gotten better. Like he has an offensive coordinator. He's, his completion percentage is higher. Hey, look, 74% completion percentage. I mean, that's pretty damn good. And he was getting pretty harassed back there, too. Like, the Dolphins uh, defensive line was coming after Matt Jones. But you know what? He got up, and he made the next play. That's what he does. And I think he's doing awesome, man. There's a reason why they got rid of Bailey Zapp and, yeah. and the other kid. I don't know. I forget his name. When he was a the the, the flash Cunningham. Yeah, the flash in the pan. Yeah, Cunningham. Kid. Yeah. So like, there's a reason for that. And now we're kind of seeing. Okay, like, yo, Patriots saw something. This guy turned the corner. Yep. So now, like, I'm I'm curious to see how the season's going to play out for Mac. Me too. I'm happy for Mac Jones. He he deserves all this. But um, there's another quarterback in the AFC that we need to start having a conversation about. Justin Herbert. Yeah, we do. We need to have this conversation. Yeah. 500 as a starter, yeah. 0-2, weapons all over the field. What are we doing here? What are we doing here he's with Justin literally, Herbert? He's literally 500, like even, 25 he's, and 25. What 25. are we going to do here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do here? Because at some point, you can't just keep saying he's ultra-talented. Yeah, it's, He's super-talented. He's a top-five quarterback. He's a top-six quarterback. Look at the talent. All that you can have all that talent. Give me the guy that wins. Well, I've read something from a there was a report out there from an AFC scout. And he said that Justin Herbert is struggling to read defenses. Like he he doesn't know how to read a defense. He has all the arm talent, and that's why everybody puts him in that elite category, but he's not an elite player because he doesn't know how to read a defense. So if you don't know how to read a defense, all your all your uh, capabilities doesn't mean anything if unless you're able to apply it to 
the the football world, like where you're able to execute a play by looking off a receiver and then going to the he's next next himself. read. He's limiting it. So he's he's his inability to read the defenses and he's getting confused throughout the game. That's what's limiting his ability. I he has world of talent. Everybody knows that. I, the first time I saw him play against Brady, I was like, this kid is gonna be fucking special. Yeah. You know, and then but how special can he be? His ceiling is himself. Like, you know what I mean? Like at that point, because if you can't read a defense and year what, which is year three, four, right? Yeah. This is year four or three. I think this is year three. No, his rookie year that the place is year four. Yeah. Year four. Like this is year four now. Like time's ticking, bro. I don't know. I know a quarterback in the NFC East that goes by the name of Dak Prescott that gets way more shit than Justin Herbert for losing playoff games. Mm. This dude, this he's a 500 quarterback. He's a 500 quarterback. He's not better than Tua right now. What logical argument can somebody make saying that Justin Herbert is better than Tua right now? What is the what logical argument? The only thing that people are going to say is that he has a stronger arm. I don't give a fuck. That's the well that's that's the intangible that people are going to compare the trade to. Josh Allen has a well no, I can't really say that. I was going to say he has a strong arm to Patrick Mahomes, but who's better? But it's not always about it's uh, again is Justin Herbert more talented than Tua? Okay, yeah, he's more physically gifted. But Tua looks all right. He just threw for four hundred and sixty-six yards against Justin Herbert in his crib. Look, there's no excuses as as to why they lost to the Titans. I mean, we're talking about Ryan Tannehill here, right? And Traylon Burks, old D Hop, yeah, and Derrick Henry. Well, Derrick Henry. Not that he's a slouch. Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. So I didn't mean he to actually say it didn't like have that. a good game though. Derrick Henry, twenty, 20 carries for eighty yards. Twenty-five carries for eighty yards. That's less than four yards a carry. That's pretty inefficient for Derrick Henry's status. So to me, this this game was a layup. I mean, what what is going on with the Chargers? They started off hot, right? They were up like 21 to 10. Not 21. Yeah. Can you do something for me? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. They were up 14 to 10 at, at the half. And then all of a sudden, the Titans just, they kept chipping away. They kept chipping away. Then eventually, the they just they just couldn't keep up, and they lost in the overtime. And not for nothing, I don't want to hear, oh, they were missing Eckler. So what? Yeah, for real. So what? Yeah, so what? If Justin Herbert's that guy and running backs don't matter and you could plug anybody in, then why is that an excuse for Justin Herbert? This is what I'm talking about. Justin Herbert is so like physically gifted that we're finding every excuse in the book on why he just keeps he's not winning games. It's so real though, man. Like nobody really criticizes him. Nobody. nobody. He's just floating under the radar. And that's what I'm talking about. And that's what's getting me so mad because it's like talent for talent, Justin Herbert is better than Tua. Like but I when saw, you look at gameplay, who was better than Justin Herbert? Yeah. Like I saw, well, here's the thing. Herbert's playing well. He's not winning. He's not making the key plays when it matters most, like moving the chains on third down, you know, punting. And, but that goes into it, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. But who like, is doing those things? No, I get it. And the comparison that I was going to make was, look, Deshaun Watson was pretty bad last night, right? Yeah. And they lost. He's the reason why they lost the football game. But – they're one and one. Justin Herbert, he's like the runaway MVP. Like he's the MVP guy. Everybody bets on the you know to be MVP. I had the Chargers in the Super Bowl. I bought the hype of Kellen Moore. I thought that they were going to be a lot better. But in reality, 
Who cares if Kellen Moore is there? Because honestly, they look like they're the same offense, if not worse. There's nothing different about them. There's nothing different about them, dude. They're the same offense. So they're, to me, like I, I just the addition of Kellen Moore, I don't think it mattered in the end. I think all the hogwash of the of the offseason and all the hype was kind of bullshit. Right I now, I actually through, think it was hogwash. Right now, through two weeks, it looks like that. It does. It looks like that. Like there's no good reason for this team to be 0 and 2. There's not. If Justin Herbert's a top five quarterback and Kellen Moore's the best offensive coordinator in the game and Keenan Allen's a top 15 receiver and Austin Eckler's a top three running back, there's no excuse for this. There is absolutely no excuse. And week one, you had Austin Eckler and you still lost. You still lost. So puzzling. It's very puzzling. I, I'm very, I, I'm concerned with this team, but I think they're the best team that has the best chance to turn it around. I'm also concerned. You're concerned, but I'm concerned too because I know a quarterback plays in the NFC East. Worth 47 M's this year, was down 20 to zero to the Cardinals. Now, look, they came back and won, but Daniel Jones ain't it. I'm so fucking mad they won. I'm so fucking mad because I had the Cardinals winning this game. And the text message you sent me before the comeback happened, do you want to laugh today? Yeah, what's up? Watch the Giants play football. And they came back regular that i should have shut the fuck you up put the kibosh on I, it, I did you i should next time i'm not going to do that that's what you shut did. up you did the same thing to the warriors i did i really did that i forgot about that <laughs> yo that just fucked me up a little bit damn i really this team did. was a mortal lock bro that team bro the giants are they're bad they stink i don't care that they came back i don't that like does nothing for me it doesn't move the needle doesn't make me encouraged it makes me discouraged because they were down 20 to zero on the, on the arizona cardinals with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. A team who's trying to lose. Yeah, right. That's my point. Like, a team that's trying to lose, and you're down 20 to zero. And the, the worst part about it is you just got blown out at home in the home on, on the home opener 40 to zero, and you come out the next game. And you fucking, you're down 20 to zero against the Arizona Cardinals, who are projected to be the first overall pick in next year's draft. And you're down 20 to zero right after you got blown out 40 to zero at home. You're a fucking disgrace. You still came out flat. You are a disgrace. I'm seven flat. And without Saquon, <laughs> they are, they're in trouble. They are so screwed without Saquon the next three weeks. But I thought running backs don't matter and that they should have paid Daniel Jones before they paid Saquon Barkley. What do you mean? That's so weird. Everybody was, I heard that all off season. Well, the quarterback matters. Quarterbacks, the quarterback's usually the leader, is the leader of your team. And that's what he did. He led the comeback. Like he was a leader for that team in that moment. Like I got, I'll give him that. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him that. Bro, I'm so, I'm so over this team. Oh, this I've team, been over this team, bro. This team stinks, dude. <laughs> this team is garbage. They really do. They stink. Daniel Jones stinks. I, they, the fact that they made the playoffs last year, is is something that I can't wrap my brain around because this team stinks. Brian Dayball should have won all the awards. The fact that he made Daniel Jones a $47 million man, yeah. won nine games and got this team to the playoffs. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's the same old, same old with Daniel Jones. No touchdown passes in the first game, two in the second game. He's on pace for 17 touchdown passes. Two touchdowns. Yeah. $47 million. It doesn't make any sense. What are you doing? All the Giants did was solidify that they will not be winning a Super Bowl over the next four years and that they're always going to be a bottom feeder in the NFC East for the next four years. Yep. And they're Darren gonna... Waller, enough with Darren Waller, too. Yeah. It's over for bro. It's over for him. 
That's what I'm saying. Like the stars of like the previous years, man. Like we're watching the fall of like some really great players that that were, you know, like it's just crazy to me, bro. It's just the NFL has been like weirdly fun, but kind of like depressing at the same time. I don't, I don't get to watch Brady this year. Anymore. I also think too, it hasn't Weird. been as exciting because preseason, bro. Yeah, that's these true. teams are rusty. That is true. They th- are rust. It's yeah. it's all rust. Like Lamar, look at Lamar Jackson. Now look. He looked like shit against the Texans. He balled out last week against the Bengals. Yeah, he actually played pretty well. There was a couple of throws I was like yeah. pretty impressed look by. Look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen plays like shit against the Jets. He comes out against the Raiders and does his thing. Although Josh Allen looked a little weird. Ultra conservative. Was not going for just a home run. If Josh Allen can do that consistently, he's up there with the best of them. Limit your turnovers. Yeah. Play efficient ball. You don't need 50 yards every play. Take the three, take the seven, take the nine. I've seen that coming, though, because after the press conference from week one, like you could tell that he was really disappointed in himself. Absolutely. Bro, when you are as good as Josh Allen is and you lose a game in that fashion when everybody all offseason knows that the reason that the Bengals have underperformed, if you want to say, for lack of a better term, is because he's turning the ball over so much. That stings, and you come out on opening night and lay a, yeah. lay an egg against your division rival. I got a team that just lost their quarterback, deflated, deflated. the entire the entire building. The game was wrapped up in a bow. You're up thirteen to three. Like that's a loss. That's gonna like now look. That's gonna that's gonna carry through the season. But that, that could but that could propel this team too. I was just about to tell you that the, those types of games for Josh Allen that could put his head on straight and propel him yeah to go. Um, now, I, I still can't believe the Jets beat them with Zach Wilson. That, Like I said, that's a blip. However, I agree. we saw more of who the real Jets are when Dallas beat them down. Beat down. And actually, like, beat them up. What, Zach Wilson was scared. What did I say to you? I texted you earlier in the week. What, did you, you want to remind the people? Honestly, don't know. Oh, Easy. easiest game on the slate. I stand corrected. Easiest game on I the slate. I stand corrected. Theories was so right. Fam, this was the easiest You're game. You're so amazing. No, it, it wasn't even that, bro. I just look at look at Dallas's defensive line and look at the, the Jets' offensive line, and it's a total mismatch. It is so oh, – the Dallas defense is so overwhelming up front. Mm. They are, are they? ridiculous. It scares me, bro. They get into the backfield in less than, like, two seconds. It's Did you see Parsons and Sack? Bro. Lit them up. Bro. Let him up, dude. Bro. Let him up. Bro, this guy's an animal. Parsons is the real deal. And then he crawled. <laughs> Just like I crawled in, 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 in the bedroom. <laughs> he was crawling on the, on the field, bro. I was going dead. <laughs> No fucking way. No um, cat, bro. I was crawling just like him. So do you think it was more... Do you it was like it was, reminiscent. I was reminiscent. I was like, oh, shit. I, I do that. <laughs> Clip. Um, do you think it was more about Dallas's defense, though, or do you think it was more Zach Wilson woes? I think it's just more, more or less Dallas defense and the Jets' uh, weakness. That was the whole game to me because Dak Prescott played pretty well. He could have played better, but I thought he played pretty efficient. Um he he had he had like you know a couple big third downs against a really good defense. Um, so I was impressed by the Cowboys more more or less. I was impressed by them, but for me it's 50-50. I mean, look, the Jets got a good defense and they to put do. up to put up that many points is pretty is well. Pretty... You saw what they did to the Bills. They had Josh Allen in no man's land. But, well, that's what I'm saying. And, and then, then but my thing is is the Cowboys defense is awesome, obviously. Could be the best in the in the league. But also, Zach Wilson just looks he looks lost out there, bro. Yeah, it's a shame for him. He just, he just looks like a backup quarterback. 
he looks like when you put him in there, he's guessing on shit. There's no pre-snap reads. There's no... There- well, no, he's probably guessing wrong. He's probably reading it correctly, but maybe they're disguising it in a way that confuses the, the offense. That's a good point, but, like, I just... He just don't look to part. No. He just no. doesn't look like an NFL He don't belong on the same field going against a Dallas defense. He don't belong in the same field as Dak Prescott. If well, you're talking about quarterback, I'm just saying. It, I'm too. just saying the whole mismatch is is Zach Wilson versus Dallas defense. That's that's a mismatch. Oh, he yeah. had a great throw. I'll give him that to to Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, like that was a beautiful throw. He has the ability. Threaded the needle right into the like the meet the, the the middle of the defense, and then Garrett Wilson just did the rest, and like nobody's catching him. There's plays that Zach Wilson can make from time to time where it's like, all right, you see it. Yeah, like but that, like that throw. You see the juice. Yeah. But then there's just times where it's just like they're he- it's, it's more head scratchers than juice. Yeah, it's and, it's few and far between is as good plays versus a bad one. So like I'm just I don't know. I just Dallas is really good, man. They are. They they they're they're legit. I want to see them. So oh, I'll, we'll talk about this when we get to our picks. Um, uh, which one call? What were we just talking about? Oh, Zach Wilson and poor quarterback play. Um, Deshaun Watson alert. Hmm. Steelers beat the Browns last night. They escaped the Browns. Sick, sick about it. Nick Chubb's out for the year off of that horrible injury. That was so sad because I'm a big Nick Chubb fan. Yeah. Um, they're saying, I was reading a report on Twitter that it could be career ending. They're saying they think he dislocated his knee, tore his LCL, his PCL, and his MCL. Damn. Well, think about the timeline. Like a year from now, it will be the start of the season. He's already, he'll be 28 in December. So then by the time the next season starts and you're pretty much end of the season, he's going to be 29 years old. We we see how the NFL, the landscape of the NFL, how they treat the how they treat the running backs. This could be the end of the road for for Nick Chubb, and not for nothing. He got his money. Why risk another injury like that? Because this happened in 2015 as well. So why risk another severe injury, and you know hurt yourself long term? You got point, your money. You got your money, bro. Yeah. Like go live. Go make live. sure you don't make sure you don't end up in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. However, the the warrior spirit like inside a person yep that's not gonna fly no he's he's getting surgery right now saying i'm coming back i'm coming back but is it a smart move like long term like he got his money what is he looking i guess it depends is he looking for another payday though because he's not gonna get it i guess it depends on for me with him i guess it depends on the severity of the injury right what is it well, if he tore like three That's ligaments, what I'm saying. If he tore three and, ligaments and, and dislocated his knee it's over it's over i i if i'm the browns i'm moving on yeah at that point I'm, I'm going with Jerome Ford. He's heat. Jerome Ford is really good. He's heat. Um, you know who's not really good? Hmm. Deshaun Watson. He's really bad. It's over. You know what, man? That's he a- missed too much time from the game. He's playing worse this year than he did last year. Yeah. And all that money's guaranteed. He makes me so mad because, like, this Browns team is fucking damn good. And they're going to sputter and they're not going to fall short because of Deshaun Watson. We talked That's about this. what breaks my heart. Cause this defense is fucking good. We talked about this and we were saying like, you were saying how you got the Browns as your sleeper team. And I was saying, I said, the Browns could be really good. And their biggest question mark is the only player on that team that shouldn't have a question mark because of his pay. That's what we said. Yeah. And you look at it and it's like, he's the problem. That Deshaun Watson that was in Houston. I keep saying it. That, that elusive guy is not coming back. The game is too fast for somebody to miss two years of football. Mm-hmm. You you just – there is an adjustment period, but this is basically his first season starting in September in three years. 
I gotta be honest with you. I don't know where he's throwing the football at because I saw throws that were underthrown. They were over the dude's head by 20 Bro, yards. He threw the one ball out of bounds. You actually texted me and said he's out here giving out, he's out here throwing out souvenirs. He is. He's he throwing out souvenirs. 15 yards out of bounds. Dude, it wasn't even close with the game on the line. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it the was. The game yeah. was on the line. It's like this guy is just not making it happen for the Browns. He is really the reason why they're going to hold this team back because this team, this defense, man, I'll tell you what, the Browns defense, look out. They are a damn good football team. And it's just a shame that Deshaun Watson is just really kind of like ruining the mood and the vibe of this team just because of the way he's playing. Look, 22, 22 of 40, 235 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. The pick was the first play of the game. You cannot start off on the road with a pick six. If you start off on the road with a pick six, the crowd's into it. The momentum is on the, is on the home team. Now you're in a hole. Look, they responded with a field goal, which which was good. They responded. But you cannot allow you to put your team into such a big hole like that when you are on the road on Monday Night Football against a Steelers divisional round um divisional opponent like you just can't do it man like it's just it's suicide it's right there is like you're already you're already a step behind the browns between they lost their best player terrible Nick Chubb, and that sucks their yeah. best offensive player and it's deshaun watson's not carrying that team no. and look jerome ford could be really good i think he's going to be really good but it's just not going to work it's just not going to work and that's the bottom line yeah um that concludes week the week uh, two review. Let's do some week three preview before we get into our picks and then get out of here. Chargers at the Vikings. Vikings opened up at minus one. The game is now a pick. Both teams are trying to avoid 0-3 because if you go 0-3, you're not making the playoffs, which is wild considering the success of both teams last year and what both quarterbacks have to work with. Um, which team do you think is under more pressure heading into that game? Chargers. They cannot go 0-3. They cannot go 0-3. They are way too talented, and they are pretty much a lot of people's preseason pick to go pretty far into the playoffs and possibly win that division. To go 0-3 here would be a massive hole, especially with that division with the Chiefs. Um, so I just I, I feel like this would be devastating for them to go 0-3. The Chargers are under the most pressure here. Yeah, it's not even a question because here's the thing. The Vikings can move off of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's a Justin, Justin Herbert just got his deal. Yep. And again, we talk about this all the time. Bro, this dude has so many weapons. It, there's no excuse. There's no way. There is no excuse anymore. If the And here's the thing. It moved to a pick. So right now, knowing how that works, I kind of like the Vikings because you're supposed to bet the original favorite. And that's crazy to me because if I, there's no way I go into that game betting the Vikings and feel comfortable, mm -hmm. but I should, right? Because the Chargers haven't shown me shit. But again, Justin Herbert's physical ability and his and his ceiling is always going to put blinders on when you bet the Chargers. Agreed. It's almost like an irrational bet. Yeah, I don't. It's it, there's something about the logo that makes me want to bet them too. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like I don't know. I just feel it, comfortable. It's heat. It is fire. He's a bolt. <laughs> yeah. So I for me. I don't even know. I, I honestly, I can't even pick this game. I, here's the thing. If the Chargers start out 0-3, Brandon Staley might not make week five. Hmm. Seriously. Who's going to be their interim coach? Though? I think they would give it to Kellen Moore. Okay. I think they would go with a younger offensive head coach, 
a guy that has shown that the team can put up points. Brandon Staley is a defensive guy. Yeah. Brandon Staley has made questionable decisions before. I said they should have fired him that year when he was going forward on fourth and three on his own 30. <laughs> yeah. I said that. I said Brandon Staley should be fired. Yeah. That was a really bad Because he was a dumbass. He was mm-hmm. doing stupid shit. You're missing play. You he, They missed the playoffs because of that. Yep. So, oh, man, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going the Vikings here. Mm. The Vikings are home. The Vikings are on more rest. The Chargers just traveled to Tennessee. Now they got to travel to Minnesota. I'm taking the Vikings at home to beat the Chargers and drop them to 0-3. Damn. Straight up. I really am. I, I think that that's – Justin Herbert goes to under 500 as a starting quarterback. Brandon Staley is on the hottest seat of all time, and I'm going to bet him to be the first head coach fired. And that's where I'm at. I'm taking the Vikings at a pick or minus one to win that game. I love that pick because I'm going the same way. I love the Vikings here. This is going to be a Viking spot. And you always say about the original, the original favorite. I'm taking the Vikings here. I got them the Vikings tw- uh, 24 23. And here's the craziest win. thing, bro. They're going to win on a last second uh, or last, last drive, Justin Jefferson touchdown. And here's this that's what's going to happen. The craziest thing is that line is fishy to me. Yeah. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. Coming off two losses in a row. Is, like, uh, is, do you know if Eckler's playing? I think Vegas might be off this team, bro. Because they, they might, might be losing know. a lot of money off this team, They might too. know. They may be losing a lot of money on this yeah, team. The Vikings are winning this game. The Vikings are winning and this the game. Jo- and the Chargers are going to be the hottest story in football because they're going to be 0-3 with, with a load of talent. I really am with you on this one. Battle of 2-0. and Now we're getting to some good teams. Eagles are minus 6 at the Mayfield Buccaneers. The Mayfield Buccaneers. The Mayfield Buccaneers. Has... Baker Mayfield's success, albeit through two games, change your perception on him at all? Or do you still think it's – is it still more of like a wait and see because it's only two weeks? And granted, he has played well, but – I'm a wait and see kind of guy. Um, the Bucks' schedule is tough, so I want to see how he plays against like a prominent opponent with the Eagles. Then I can give my judgment on him. But to me, like I view Baker Mayfield as – I don't know. He's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. I would say he's in the 20s. 23, 20, 20 to 26. I, would, I said he hovers 20. Yeah, like I said, that's a fair assessment. But like he could creep into that if the Bucks are damn, you know, if they win this football game, he'll be creeping up my charts because to beat the Eagles and go three and oh, like I had the Bucks pretty much as a top five draft pick next year. We looked over their schedule and look, we, when you had your groomsmen here, when you were asking everybody to be in your line. We were making a joke when we were talking out back, and you were saying, who do you think is going to win the NFC South? And I said the Buccaneers. Now, I was half joking. And half fried. And half fried. (laughs) But, I mean, look, dude, if Baker Mayfield competes or wins that division, oh, my God. I'll be so happy for the dude. Yeah, me too. I'll be so happy for the dude. He would earn a lot of money. Oh, my God, yeah. A lot of money. Oh, my God, yeah. But the Bucs aren't bad. They have talent. Right. And I always said this with Baker, man. You, He's not going to – it's hard to say that because he did change the Browns. But I'm just saying, like, Baker Mayfield isn't going to go to the Panthers and change the whole franchise. He's not that dude. But if you put him on a team with competent weapons, Baker Mayfield can play. Some of the throws he's making underneath, sidearm, he just looks like a, he looks like he's good. He just looks like – yeah, like we said he earlier. He, yeah, he looks confident, looks comfortable. He looks like he's home. It looks like he can play football with no distractions, nothing going on. It's just football, you know? Like, that's kind of what it looks like. And I think, like, to credit to the Tampa Bay staff, too, like, for for taking on a quarterback like Baker Mayfield. Tom kinda, Brady changed kinda, the kinda entire culture, culture of that organization. Yeah. Because the whole team essentially is still there. Right. And they all understand that. Right. 
Yeah. They know what Tom Brady Tom Brady brought brought to the table. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I I view Baker probably is the same. Like I never like I, I'm not a Baker lover. Yeah. But I'm not a I'm not a hater either. Like I think he can play. I think he's uh I think he's a starter in his league. Absolutely he's a starter. <laughs> is he gonna blow you away? No. But he's gonna make the right plays and he's gonna play hard and he's gonna play for his teammates. He's gonna have leadership skills that are gonna be there. It's gonna show on the sidelines, it's gonna resonate throughout the locker room. Like I feel like there is something to there like with that because he's a fiery guy. And when you have the defense, the way the Bucks play defense, like, you know, when you have guys like Devin White, Shaq Barrett, um, Winfield, and those, you know, hard hitting guys, they feed off of that shit. So like I feel like, you know, that's just He's just he's just the right piece for him right now. And I think too, with with all that, like you just said, like he's got Mike Evans out here going for a buck seventy. Yeah, Mike Evans ain't no slouch. Like, come on, man. No, yeah, yo, Mike Evans ain't he ain't no slouch. He's bro. not, bro. And it's Baker's crazy. supporting him. Yeah. Baker's supporting a wide receiver one in fantasy right now. Yeah. So it's like it, it, everybody thought that Mike Evans was gonna fall off a cliff they did. because because Baker Mayfield was was gonna be quarterback. Everybody was dead ass, and wrong. he was dropping in the fantasy drafts like mike evans you were getting him like eight you know round eight you know six to eight and it's like what yeah. this guy is like a certified stud man so it's just it's crazy we talked about this when we were ranking the top 10 wide receivers or whatever and i just said like mike evans is like the weirdest wide receiver i've ever seen because his stats are dominant yeah but you know what's funny like he's like the perfect model of uh nfl like star stardom because he didn't get paid before the season like he wanted a contract he wanted a long-term contract and he wanted his money he didn't get paid but you know what he didn't bitch out he didn't he didn't sit out in training camp he didn't do any of that shit. what he did was he put his head down he continued to practice continue to be with the team and now he's balling out right now and he's looking like he deserves his money so when it comes time he's going to get his money and he's going to get more of that than we, than he would have gotten before the season yep. so credit to mike evans man like that's how you be a teammate. Yeah, you didn't get you didn't get the contract that you wanted before the season. It didn't it didn't it didn't work out, but you're still showing up for your teammates. Like that tells me everything I need to know about Mike Evans and his character. This guy's fucking awesome, man. I want to move to the Eagles side of the ball before we give our predictions. Dallas Goddard, I want to talk about his lack of involvement. Um, do you think it's the scheme with the offensive coordinator or do you think it's more the quarterback? Cuz I don't know what's going on here. I have him in fantasy. Yeah. He's He's non-existent. And like you said it earlier, he's running two-round di- – he's running, I'm sorry, two-yard slants. Where are the posts? Where are the seam runs? Right, right. What's going I, – I just – I don't understand it. I don't well, understand. It's, it's also a new a new coordinator, so I, I'm guessing he's trying to get comfortable with his weapons and this, that, the third. But, like, yo, you got to speed it up, dude. Like, if you watch last year's film, Goddard was doing that on the regular. Regular. That's why I drafted him. Yeah. And, you know, Goddard doing well opens up the, you know, the space for A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and all your other weapons. Because if he's if he's taking up the linebackers and he's commanding attention, now the, you know, the coverage kind of shifts a little bit towards the middle of the field. So now you got to respect Goddard. You got to respect everything that he brings to the table. So that opens up a lot of lanes for for A.J. Brown and and Devontae Smith to do their thing. And they can do their thing regardless of, of Goddard. But having Goddard be successful in this offense is really major for him moving forward. It's a big part of the offense. Absolutely. And I think it's, I'm going to guess schematically here. Sure. But the only thing that makes me a little bit worried is Jalen Hurts did miss him week one against the Patriots for two walk-in tutties. Mm -hmm. Walk-in tutties. And on another one on a go route when he was wide open. All he had to do was float it and he would have probably gained 40, 50 yards. Yeah. 
So I don't really know what's going on. Again, I'm not panicking because I think the ship will write. The plays are there. Yeah, they're there. It's just they're Jaylen. there to be made. It's just yeah. the quarterback didn't read them, and that happens. Like, there's a lot of guys that are just streaming down the sidelines, and the quarterback's looking one way, and, and they get sacked. The it's other like, thing is, too, is Jalen, I don't know if it's because the coaches told him to peel back. He doesn't look like he's running with as much intensity as he did last year. Yeah. Like, Jalen Hurts is a power runner. Right. You don't have to go and run over a linebacker. But there are times where you can break and run. You still need to run to be effective. You are a quarterback that needs you need and use your legs. Right. But you also want to protect the quarterback, too. I get it. But if that's part of your game, that's part of your I game. I know. But you know the way the, the coaches are coaching the, uh, the players now. It's just to get down. The safety matters. Yeah. That's what they're, that's what they're teaching. Look at Tua. Concussed twice. Now they're questioning his longevity of his career. That was different, though. Like, Tua I, I, doesn't know how to fall. No, I know. But what I'm saying is those plays can still happen. Like, you know what I, I mean? You. Like, you, yeah, can yeah. Get, you can get smoked at any moment in time. So they're telling you to get down to avoid those kind of big hits. Because if I'm paying you $250 million, I don't want you to get hurt because I'm invested in you. I want you to play your game, but I don't want you to get hurt. So you got to be smart and you got to be a playmaker at the same time. That's why, like... I hate the dynamic of that because when you are playing sports, it's all instincts. Like you're telling me I got to slide when I know I could probably jump over this guy and get more yards. But the competitive spirit in me in the moment is I'm going to jump over this guy. Yeah, I'm not sliding because that's just my game. That's why that's how I play. That's what I do. But so to train somebody to, to get down and slide in the moment, that's, that's tough. That's like almost like a brainwash to a degree. Yeah. So, like, that's why you, you can kind of see the conflicting moments between quarterbacks. They want to slide and, they, and then they don't. Like, I just feel like there's a confusion moment and, and, like, confusion factor in that split second where they're trained one way, but their instincts are telling them the other way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. It is. it is. It's, like, psychological. It is. It's a, it's a game. But yeah, you can also get hurt that way. It's, that, that's what I'm saying. You're correct. And that's that's where, like, I that's, that's where the dynamic of, of that – just i doesn't sit well with me because like you can't it's like you're turning off a switch that shouldn't be turned off who wins who goes to three now and who covers the spread i got the eagles here i think the eagles cover i think they dominate up front um we said earlier that the, uh, the bucks don't have a center i think baker mayfield's going to make a couple mistakes here the eagles are pretty ferocious uh, i like the eagles here to win however i will say i don't i think tampa's going to cover and here's why their defense is outstanding I think the way the Eagles are playing offense right now doesn't really sit well with the matchup. So I think the Eagles are going to struggle to, to to score some points again. But I think the Eagles do win this football game. I got them winning 20 to 17. All right. So hold on. I'm checking something real fast. Um, so I have the Eagles. Look, I'm scared of this game. Me too. I'm very scared of this game. The Eagles play the commanders next week. Nobody's gonna give you the, nobody's giving the, the Bucks a shot to win this game. The only thing I will say that makes me feel better about the Eagles is that they're coming off a of 10 days of rest. So they have the, the rest advantage. However, the Buccaneers played the bum-ass Bears. So they were rested too because mm -hmm. that wasn't a dog fight. I'm going to pick the Eagles here, but the Bucs are going to keep it close. I think the Eagles are on upset alert. And they need to be very careful. Yep. But I will not be shocked if the Buccaneers beat them on Monday night. I hope they don't. Um, but I, I just – this game scares the shit out of me with a division game – looming next week against the against the commanders yeah commanders are gonna be i just I, it, it worries me i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm misreading it i just i don't know 
No, I don't know. I'm with you, man. I think this game's gonna be a lot closer. This is gonna be a close game. Yeah, this is gonna be a close. I'll game. take the six points with the with the Bucks, though. Absolutely, so am I all yeah. day long. Why not? I'm, I'm, Especially I'm, if it goes to six and a half. I'm the home it. team. I had the defense. I just need Baker Mayfield to make me a couple plays. Yeah. I think I think that could work. Rams at Bengals. Bengals are minus two. Do you think? Well, apparently Joe Burrow is questionable. He might not play. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say this real quick. The Bengals are losing this football game. This is my psychotic uh, upset of the week. The Rams are winning this football game. The Rams. Is it an upset? It is an upset, in my opinion. Well, the Bengals are, are their favorite. So this oh, is, this is my psychotic upset of the week. I got the Rams beating the Buck, uh, the, the Bengals in Cincinnati. To me, Puka Nuka, whatever his name is, this guy's a beast. Kieran Williams is running the football down people's throats. They have an offense. It looks like Matthew Stafford is still Matthew Stafford. Sean McVay is still there. Their defense is playing pretty good. Um, they have Aaron Donald. I expect them to to absolutely destroy the Bengals' offensive line here. Aaron Donald's going to have himself a day. And I think the Bengals are going 0-3. And I think there's a big panic button in Cincy. Do you think are you more surprised by the Bengals slow start or the Rams start? I'm more surprised by the Rams start. I didn't think the Rams were going to be this good. I didn't think that you can lose Cooper Cup and plug a guy in that fifth round draft pick and had the same kind of production. And that's where I'm like, wow, that's good for you. Like you guys found a great player to fit your system. And then you got Kieran Williams and is an also uh, a rookie or a second year player playing outstanding football completely kicked uh cam Akers to the curb now that he, now, he, now he's looking to be traded can we stop with the cam Akers? oh wow well, i've been too? done yeah, cam yeah I don't play him. he done. should be non-drafted moving forward moving forward dude. every year it's been the same thing with this dude for three years yeah so i i just think the rams are going to win this football game i think they're, i think they're playing better football right now and there's too many question marks with cincinnati especially with the health of joe burrow for me to even pick them and feel comfortable about picking them even though they're home i like the rams here I like the Rams, too. The only thing that scares me is that weird stat about the teams after they play the 49ers defense. They're like 1-15 in 15 after. Oh, I get it. But Zach Taylor is a disciple of Sean McVay. He but, worked they all, but the Bengals also came off a game against the Ravens. That's fair. In fairness. Sean McVay, Zach Taylor worked under Sean McVay. Sean McVay taught him everything, knows his tendencies. The Rams are a lot better than anyone predicted. Mm-hmm. Anybody. They should they 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 legitimately could have won that game last week. They went toe to toe with them the entire game. Yep. That was a good game. Um, Very good game. I was surprised by that. Sean McVay and the Rams fixed their offensive line in an offseason. Yep. One offseason and that offensive line is they were fine. They were awesome. They were more than competent. Um I think the Bengals are in for a long season. A long season because Joe Burrow is not healthy and I just if you don't have Joe Barrow healthy, the backup is Jake Browning. Mm -hmm. I never even heard of it, dude. Yeah, me either. He's trash. So it's like they're not going anywhere without Joe Barrow. And the version of Joe Barrow that they've had in the first two games, they're not going anywhere with either. Nope. So I'm also going with the Rams here. Um, that's not my psychotic upset of the week, but I'm taking the Rams all day long. Hmm. All day. All right. Week three slate, and then we're getting out of here. Giants at 49ers. 49ers minus 10 and a half. I got the 49ers here uh, both ways. To me, this is a mismatch in both ends of the football. The Giants are about to get mollywopped again. Me too. This is my iconic <laughs> lock of the week. The this is lock of the week? Lock okay. of the week. The awesome. 49ers minus 10 and a half is – the Giants are not – they're going to lose by at least 17 And points. the Giants are coming off an emotional win. I love that pick. They're going to get absolutely demolished. Yeah. 
Colts at Ravens. Ravens minus seven and a half. I got the Ravens here, but I'm not comfortable about taking the points here because I don't know the status of Anthony Richardson. He actually been playing pretty well. I'll, I'll give yeah, him yeah, that. So I, I'll take the Ravens both ways, though. Same. Same. Even Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Titans at Browns. Browns minus three and a half. <sighs> I'm going to take the Browns here. I I just think their their defense is going to cause a lot of problems with the Titans offense. Um, they can shut down the run. They can shut down the pass. They get after the quarterback. I think this is a mismatch. I think the Browns win here, and I think they win by at least seven. So I'll take the points with it. I'm taking the Titans outright wow. on the money line. I think Mike Vrabel's defense – I think Mike Vrabel and his defense will be able to cause problems for Deshaun Watson. I don't think Deshaun Watson's a very good quarterback anymore. And I think that, you know how I always talk about emotion? He's seen Deshaun Watson, too, in, in that division. Yeah. Houston, so good point. You know how I always talk about, like, emotional wins and stuff like that? I think losing Nick Chubb like that is, like, is about as deflating as the Aaron Rodgers loss. But the way that Jerome Ford came in and it stepped could be inspiring. in, I feel like I'm it was you. kind of like an inspiring kind of thing. Like It's like, all right, well, man. Yeah, we yeah, we lost Chubb, but not all is lost. Yeah. So like I feel like that is like a like a kind of like a uh a bright spot for them. It could be, but I like the Titans in this spot. Okay. Falcons at Lions, Lions minus three. Uh the Lions here both ways. The Falcons to me, they just can't get their guys the ball. It's weird. Um I like their running style though with Bijan and Tyler Algier. But to me, the Falcons, I don't I just don't think they're gonna keep up with the Lions here at home. I like the Lions both ways. So do I. So do I. I think the Lions come out and smoke them, mm -hmm. to be honest. Saints at Packers. This is my psychotic uh, lock of the week with the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are going to beat the you Saints mean iconic here. lock? Yes, this is my iconic lock of the week. I have the Saints. I have the Packers beating the Saints here at home, and I'll take the two points as well. The Packers are playing phenomenal football. Jordan Love is playing great. Um, Derek Carr is prone to make mistakes. I think he's going to make a mistake here, and I think the Packers are going to win, and they're going to cover at home. I got the Packers both ways, but this is a game that I am watching mm. because I think a lot of people might be on the Packers, so I want to watch that line movement. <clears throat> but Saints are going outdoors, short week. They got to feel travel. that way about the Saints too, though. The Saints are they're two and zero, like unexpectedly, I yeah. guess you could say, possibly to a degree. But yeah, I mean they're off to a good start, just as just as good as the Packers. The, yeah. just, the home team to me is going to be the difference. Uh, hopefully, well, if Aaron Jones returns, I got the Packers too. Yeah, <clears throat> which he should. Texans at Jags. Jags minus nine and a half. I got the Jags here, and I got them both ways. They should smoke the Texans this Same. week. They are going to smoke I, them. The Jags didn't score a touchdown against the Chiefs. And that's where I'm like, damn, what happened? You know, Calvin Ridley had a pretty awful game. Two catches on eight targets for, I don't know, what he had, like 40 yards or something. Like, he was pretty non-existent. So, like, for me, like, I think I think that's going to change here. I think the Jags are going to have a field day on the Texans. So do I. I think they're going to pass all over them, and it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Broncos at Dolphins. Dolphins minus six and a half. Six and a half is very low. So I'm going to take the Dolphins here, but I'm going to take the Broncos with the points. This is my psychotic upset of the week. Wow. The Broncos, the entire world is going to bet the Dolphins. Wow. And I just, I think the Broncos are going to be desperate for a win because if they lose this game, Russell Wilson won't be the quarterback within three weeks. I didn't see that coming. I, I got to be honest with you because... Earlier, you were talking about Tua, I know. Tua being better than Justin Herbert, and now you got him losing to bum-ass Russ. Teams, look. <laughs> that's crazy to me. <laughs> that can, It can happen. You could have letdown games. You can. You could have letdown games. And I just, I just, I have a weird feeling about this game. 
And I just, it's desperation. The Broncos need this game. This is an absolute must-win game for the Broncos, for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Mm, It is, but... It's an absolute must-win. But what history do we have behind pressure between these two two competent... um, The history? uh, Yeah, a coach between, between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson in the past five years in pressure situations. What have they done? See, I'm following my history. Oh, that's what you're doing? And when I got my eye on these games, I feel it. I feel this I game. I would be shocked. And I hate Sean Payton, and I hate Russell Wilson. I am telling you, dude, I love this game for the Broncos. I just do, dude. They are This, this is as must-win as you can get in week three. Let me ask you a question, though. You know how hot it is going to be in fucking Miami? It is going to be scorching hot. The sun is beating on the opposing sideline. That's a that's a disadvantage, bro. It is, and you're traveling across the country too. I know. That's I look. I like it. I like it for the for the sole purpose of everybody betting it. If where does the line have to move for you to even be even more confident in your pick? Like if the line moves down to five and a half to five, or to go up to seven, seven and a half. Like where do you stand if the line moves? If it goes to seven, seven and a half, I, I would double down. Hmm. If the line goes up, because that's just telling me that everybody's taking all the money's dolphins. pouring in on the Dolphins. Yeah. And not for nothing, how are the, the, the Dolphins are a good team. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Jalen Waddle is also concussed. He might be out. So you put Patrick Sertan on Jalen Waddle. Who else is Tua throwing the ball to? Also something to look at. Hmm. Patrick Sertan could handle Tariq Hill. Braxton Berrios, is he... He's all right. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. I will say that. He's all right. But I'm just saying, this is my favorite. This is my psychotic upset of the week. I'd be shocked. Broncos, That'd be awesome. Broncos That'd would beat be the great. Dolphins. Great. Patriots minus two and a half at the Jets. Two and a half seems a little uh, weird and wonky. I'm going to take the Patriots here both ways. Me too. They're just a better team. Patriots get them. Right now. Bills minus six and a half at the Commanders. Wow. I'm going to take the Bills money line here. But I'm gonna take the commanders with the points because I think I actually think the the commanders are really sneakily good, bro. So do I. I'm taking, however, however, I'm taking the Bills both ways. Um, I think the commanders were in Denver across the country. It took all their energy out of them to overcome an 18-3 deficit. Um, and I think that Sean McDermott is a defensive-minded head coach and can cause problems for Sam Howell, who's a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh Panthers at Seahawks. Seahawks minus five and a half. I got the Seahawks here at home. Uh, they they need to win this game, in my opinion. Seahawks they're going to dominate. They need they need Seahawks minus five and a half is one of the easiest bets on the slate. Yeah, because I I'm not a like Bryce Young is good, but like he's just not developed yet. No, and they don't have wide receivers. Thielen had a good game. Surprisingly, he had a good. game. I know, but it, it, he had a good game early. Then he got like he was phased out of the game Lost. or something. It, it just I don't know adjustments that matter. So to me, like I'm with you on that one. I'm gonna take I'll take Pete Carroll at home. Cowboys minus 12 at the Cardinals. I got the Cowboys both ways. I think the Cowboys are going to stomp them by 20. I'm taking the Cowboys both ways, but I would not be shocked if the Cardinals were able to cover it. And let me tell you why. The Cowboys play the 49ers next week. Oh, okay. I see. Look ahead game. Here's the thing. This is has this is the most ultimate trap game. But the Cardinals really stink. And Dallas's defense is really that is really like that. So I don't think there's a scenario where the Cardinals can win. 12 points is a lot. 
Nah, bro. I'm going. I, I don't know. I, I'm taking. I'm. I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to take, take the Cardinals the with twelve. Take I'm the, taking the Cardinals with twelve, and it's for the sole reason okay. that I know Cowboys have that schedule, that game circled next week against the 49ers. Yeah, but you know what's you know what's funny about you that you that you mentioned that is like this is a good measuring stick game for the Cowboys though because now it's going to see how this locker room is. Are they a one week? you know, team, like yeah. they're all about going one to know, or are they actually really circling the other games? This is the game where they should fucking absolutely destroy the this Cardinals. Should, this is just should be a 35, six game easy. So I'm expecting a blowout. If it's, if the Cardinals are close to winning this game, I'm concerned about the Cowboys because now I'm like, the goal is to go one to know every week. I, I was, I'm thinking this team is a little bit differently. Like they, they seem like they have like a little bit different energy about them this year. Agreed. So, like, that's why I'm like, I'd be shocked if the Cardinals actually covered this because I, I just think Dallas is really focused. If the, if the Cardinals were to cover, would you kind of, would you lean more towards, like, is this really the same old, same old with the Cowboys? I mean, look, if, if they win, if they cover, what, if they, if they lose, if the Cardinals lose by 11, I'm not going to be like. No, no, I'm saying, like, if it was, if they won 28-21. Oh, I'd be like, whoa, what the fuck going on? Would you kind of look sideways? I would, but then I would look, I would look forward to the game with, with uh, San Fran. I cannot wait for that game. Yeah, that's going to be 49ers awesome. 49ers-Cowboys is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But I would be concerned depending on how the Cowboys play because that's going to like determine the the leadership locker room in that and in, in, in Dallas. Yeah. That's going to determine what kind of locker room they have. Like, yep. are you a week-to-week kind of team? I, I don't know. Who knows? But I think they should fucking absolutely kill this team. Yep. Bears at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 13. Oh, I got the Chiefs both ways. Not even a question. It's not a question. I, 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 the Chiefs' defense is not talked about. They are playing outstanding football. I know Chris Jones came back, but damn, they are playing so good. It's insane. Like they, they haven't, they didn't give up a touchdown against the Jags. And we all think the world of the Jaguars. Yeah. They got Calvin Ridley. They got Christian Kirk. They got sunshine at quarterback. They got, sunshine. yeah. Like they got ATN. Like th this team is fucking loaded. So like the fact that they didn't score a touchdown on that defense, that's not being talked about. So like, to me, I'm going to take the chiefs here both ways. Me too. This is another easy game on the slate. The bears, the Bears are, they might not score. <laughs> they might get blanked. I'm dead ass serious. They stink. You should sprinkle on it. What's the, I wonder what the odds are. It's probably might crazy. Actually. Yeah. Shut them out. Shut I them might, out. I, you know what I am going to bet? I'm going to sprinkle on it. Chiefs defense to score a touchdown. Ooh. For show. You should do that and take the Cardinals with the points and then take your upset with, um, the Broncos. The Broncos. That'll be a big plus. That would be a that'll be big plus major money. plus. Just put I'm gonna ten dollars on it and yeah. see what happens. I'll check it out. Last one before we get out of here. Steelers at Raiders. Pick. Hmm. I'm gonna go Steelers here, but I'm not confident in this pick. I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna go Steelers here out of out of respect, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders won this game. I was initially saying Steelers. I'm going with the Raiders. Now look, it's a I don't hate it. it's a coaching mismatch. Them Steelers look like look like some shit. Mm. They do. Yeah. They look I, discombobulated, I and it's very odd for a Mike Tomlin run team. But their offense is terrible. I I totally agree. Their offense is ass. But if there's a week where they're gonna get it together, it's gonna be the Raiders, the Raiders. just like the Bills did. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders because I like Jimmy J. Okay. Straight up. And I, the, who's covering Devontae Adams? Mm. We'll find out. We will find out. All right, guys, thank you for joining us for episode 174. We will be back next Wednesday at 8 p.m. sharp. Theories, take it away.
Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on X, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next Wednesday at PI, baby. Enjoy week three. I'm caps locked different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she try and grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a Henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bet. I Vision. Y'all can't pass my scrimmage. Why y'all tripping? It's Aruba. I realized I had to.